This EFL Cup Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest for the $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you the chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne. Uh, I've got no idea what the date is to the nearest two weeks, Baz. Um, let's have a look. 27th? No, it is, yeah, shot. Sure. Sunday the 27th. It's the 28th. 28. We're on Monday and oh. it's the 28th. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sooner I think I've got it right. Can't even get the day right. It's me, all right. Bank holiday pass, I've got an excuse. Monday the 28th of August, and we are here to have a little recap of the Premier League weekend. And then we've got the EFL Cup coming up this week. Uh, A chance to look down some of the uh, divisions, find some cup shocks, pick, and have a look through some of the teams who normally don't make it onto the weekly roundup. Uh, Joining me from Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Barry, how are you? Um... Still, still wounded, but um, I'm here. Um, you are here. Yeah. Summoned up the the will to talk football, uh, having avoided everything football related for the last 24 hours. Um, it was a struggle today to get back into the mindset of looking at football again. But I'm here. I'm ready to go. Almost uh, recovered, um, but not. Well, I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, it was, a, it was a very exciting weekend of Premier League football. I mean, Man United turned it round. Arsenal blew it late. Uh, Man City got a late winner. Newcastle won 1-0. Um, so, I mean, what was it particularly about any of that that upset you? About? <laughs> what time did you leave the game, Malcolm? <laughs> <laughs> about four minutes left, beat the traffic. Oh, that's all right. Crack and get points in the bag, get myself home. That's what I thought, Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting weekend of Premier League football, as you say, lots of late activity in various games. As you say, it looked like Man City had blew it, Arsenal did blow it, um, Man United cheated their way to another penalty um, and, and got themselves back in. They didn't. They did. That was definite dive, absolute dive. Um, but yeah, mixed bag in terms of um, my enjoyment of it all. Uh, it all. Came tumbling down yesterday, but before that, um, you know, we started start at the beginning. Friday night was was very good. Well, no, but Baz, 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 but we can't start at the beginning, unfortunately. People, right? So I'm a big fan of. Uh, I listen to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport. So we're like, listen to them for 25 years, really sort of broadcast idols of mine. And one of the best things that happens on that show is when Chelsea have got beat, their listening figures are doubled because. Uh, Andy Jacobs goes on a bit of a rant about Chelsea. And I think there's an element of that here, Baz. I'm not saying our listening figures are going to double, but there might be about five people who are dying to listen to us 
be pissed off about Newcastle. Like so people suggest we get, motorway, isn't it? When there's been an accident on the other carriageway in the motorway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people go past and slow down, and have a look. That's what people are tuning in for. This. That's week. what they're, tu- they're, they're tuning in to say. Well, mangled limbs across the hard shoulder, Barry, on the motorway. Yeah. They're tuning in to see your squashed head. Uh, you know, so it was horrible. Like you say, I came home. Yeah, just got devastated because it was ridiculous. I know that this is the whole thing about sport, isn't it? And being a sports fan is that without days like yesterday, there's no point. You can't just win all the time without you have to have a days like yesterday to make the winning any fun. Otherwise, the winning's not fun. Like all those times we've sat here in the last year, and really, it's only in the last year since we've started doing this that we could sit here and be in a good mood once every two weeks anyway. Otherwise, we'd have been in a good mood once every six weeks for the last 30 years when we've been rubbish. Um, yeah. Um, so, just, I mean, I got home early last night. We went to the pub after the game. Everyone's just sitting in silence. like. But you're among your own people then. It's me, Simmons, Tiger and Andy. You know no one's going to get at you. And it was that sort of gallows humour. You're just sort of shaking your head. And it was almost funny. Uh, it was that bad. And then I got a lift home. I'd said in the morning to Bob on the way to football, I said, like, this is my least favourite day of the year. He said, why? I said, because something terrible always happens. Uh, I said, I don't mind playing Man United. Liverpool and Man United are the two teams we hate the most. But I always feel like we can beat Man United. And we often do. And last year, when we beat them two, we knew we were going to win that game. But the Liverpool game, I said, Bob, something terrible will always happen. I told the IT department the same thing. I was lifted at the town in the afternoon. Um, and then when she came to pick us up, First thing I said, what did I tell you this morning? Something terrible will happen. And sure enough, uh, something terrible did happen. Like So I say I was in bed by nine o'clock last night. I came home, grunted at the family, and then just went to bed. Uh, turned my phone off all day. I haven't turned my phone off about an hour ago. First message I saw was off your brother, uh, saying exactly how I was feeling today, that he'd avoided the TV, the radio. He'd avoided everything. Um and now he feels a little bit better because it will go away. I remember the last time I felt like this was after the cup final, but it's gone away. I didn't feel like that last Friday. It's gone away. The time before that was probably Liverpool last year, um, but it goes away and I feel better now than I did exactly 24 hours ago. Um, we can go through the actual game itself, Baz. I mean, I mean, I did the and same thing, Martin, but I, I you know, the second the whistle blew, the telly was off. Um, or turned over because I didn't want to see any reaction after the match from anyone. Didn't wasn't interested in that. I kept away from Discord because I knew people on there would get on my tits. Uh, I kept away from Twitter because I knew it would be full of fans of other teams who would get on my tits and fans of our own team who would have ridiculous overreactions that would also annoy the shit out of me. So I kept off all of social media for a, about a day. I came back on this afternoon. And there enough, all the messages that you would have expected to see yesterday, that would have made me really angry. Um, I yeah. was best angry today, so I, I could face up to it. Like, um, I didn't get many. I got one off Moonaf in the pub. He just no, no, I, I didn't high. Social media I, stuff. I'm all right. Yeah, just, yeah. People I got one off Moonaf. I told him to fuck off. And I think, <laughs> I think he realised and that was the end. That was the end of that conversation. Three words. Hi. Fuck off. Okay. And so that was the end of that. Uh, but... You said you had some company and you didn't feel very comfortable, Baz, after that. <laughs> yeah, so I had a couple of friends around to watch the game. One's a Man City fan, one's a Man United fan. So we all wanted Newcastle to win. Um, obviously, I was far more um, invested in it than they were. But um, I think as soon as the final whistle went, the 
they probably felt a little bit unwelcome by my frosty attitude. Um, and I'd promised to make them pizzas. I had the pizza oven ready to go. I'd made some fresh dough and everything. And uh, they were like, oh, you know, if you can't be bothered now, Barry, it's, it's all right. We'll just go home. <laughs> really, clearly, we're made to feel very unwelcome. I, I was totally antisocial after that game. So they didn't stay for long last night. Uh, and then they got, they went about eight o'clock. I had a bath. I got out. I opened a bottle of wine and I binged watch a TV series just to take yeah. my mind off everything. Uh, I sat up at about one o'clock watching a, watching a series. So I did about five hours on Apple TV last night. I mean, just on the game itself, Baz, I thought that, like we fully deserve going one nil up. There was a couple of issues. You got the, the possible red card for Trent, and you've got the red card for Van Dyke, and then we score. And because we didn't get a second immediate, we hit the bar. And then, but at half time, they then formed a plan. In the plan, it was very fine margins is what they had left to work with because their plan was to let us have the ball. It was immediate. We kicked off the second half, kicked off, knocked it back to Boltman, and they just stayed where they were. Salah, normally the break and press, they just sat. And that was within two seconds. Of the, I thought, all right, here we go. This is what they're going to do. It was obvious. Um, and if you play a plan like that, you've then got to hope we don't score. You've got to carry a little bit of luck. You've got to defend properly. Uh, they did all that. We hit the post again. We didn't really make many chances. And then you've got the opportunity with 15 minutes to go to change it and try and nick a point. And that's what they did. And everything they had, it was like winning heads or tails like five times in a row. And they did it. And then they made the changes. And then even when they equalised, I'm like, fucking hell, they've got to nick the point here. How do they nick the point? And then obviously the, the second goal is just absolutely unbelievable. Like, and what made it a thousand times worse, Baz? I messaged you trying to elicit a giggle out of you after the final whistle when I messaged you. Do you want to, do you want to know who, who's a good player, Baz? The answer is Darwin Nunes, and you just replied to me no, and that was the end. I left you alone after that as well. But I mean, how, having said on the show, I had to apologise to Bob for shouting at him when he said, why have you got Darwin Nunes in your team? Uh, you laughed at me. I took him out. I mean, you couldn't make that shit up, could you, Barry? Like, twice? Fuck in any man. other game, he doesn't. He puts both of them wide of the post in any other game. Um, it was like, you, you. I think you hit the nail on the head. They... they they hit heads or tails five times in a row. Everything that, that had to happen for them happened. I mean, the, the one, the first goal, just really unlucky. Botman hits him on the arse, hits him on the back heel and lands at Darwin Nunes' feet. Um, then we get a freak injury to Botman, which means he's not there to defend the second goal. Uh, and Burn has a bit of a nightmare with that one. I thought Botman was outstanding yesterday as well. Yeah, he really was. Until that point. Um, so really unfortunate to have lost him. Um, but we did it, it such fine margins, isn't it? Because Almiron's forced Allison into an amazing save to to keep him yeah. out. Uh, you know, Whisker away from from scoring when he hit the post, and Barnes should have done better when he was through. He should have slotted Wilson in, and that again, if we'd gone two up, that that was it. I think um, frustrating, uh, but. It, <laughs> You just got to look. It's like it's for me. It was it, it's the worst result we've had under Eddie Howe. For me, it was worse than the cup final defeat. It felt worse. Uh, I don't know why. Um, just the manner of it, the timing of it, the the situation. It just felt worse for me. Really hard to take, but it's one game. Um, yeah, we've lost back to back games against Man City and Liverpool by one goal in each game. It's not a crisis. Um, 
you know, we're, we're used to getting significant defeats off both of these teams over the years. We haven't beat Liverpool yeah, no. for a long, yeah. long time. That's it. Yeah, you know, think if that was West Ham that done it, it was yesterday. You'd be, you wouldn't have been as a no, but just that, that the last three times. I, I mean, and it's always Liverpool. And I mean, I'm sure our, our time will come, uh, but it's just like I say, like I explained to anyone who would listen to me yesterday morning, something terrible is going to happen today. You just know it. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to. I thought, I mean, Eddie Howe did have questions to answer, but I didn't want to see people on on social media questioning him. I just didn't want to have to deal with all of that. I thought the substitutions were a bit head scratching. Um, but on another yeah, day, it might not have mattered because you wouldn't have been answering the questions if we'd won one nil. Exactly. And the other thing is, Malcolm, if he'd not made those substitutions and Liverpool had equalised later on, yeah, would have questioned why he didn't bring fresh legs on. It's yeah. one of them things he can't really win. There'll, there'll be reasons why he made those changes, and there'll probably be regret from him as to having made them. Um, but it might be that you know their analysis was that those players. We're hitting the level. I don't know. They didn't look yeah. tired. Tenali and Gordon didn't look like they needed to come off or um, struggling or anything. But at the same time, I thought Harvey Barnes, fresh legs coming on, would have yeah, absolutely yeah. destroyed Trent Arnold because Arnold had a terrible game yesterday. I thought Robertson had a terrible game as well. Um, and I thought the fresh legs there would be. I didn't get Tenali coming off. I'd have probably made a different move. But it's not. We don't have all the information they're armed with or the understanding. Yeah. And, and you're right, Eddie Howe could, could have possibly explained his thinking and, and it might have appeased people a little bit. Um, but it's all hindsight, isn't it? Uh, nobody, well, it is you know, when, when when he made the change, Gordon for Bond. I mean, Gordon was our best player by far yesterday. Absolutely massive positive for me was, was Gordon um, and, and has been so far this season really good to see. But um, when he comes off for Harvey Barnes, he's just thinking it's the same again. Harvey Barnes will do exactly the same as Gordon's been doing, and he'll he'll cause them problems. But wasn't to be. Yeah, um, I mean, w- one thing hit me hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm just walking down Stamford and Road afterwards, and it just occurred to me how much the result sort of changes your perception. Because after about 77 minutes, I was I tell you what, Almiron's been brilliant today. He's never stopped running. He's done I- this. He's done that. He's it. And then after the game. Put myself thinking, oh, did Almiron do enough today? But if we won one nil, I would have sat in the pub and said Almiron was magnificent. This is and some of the game. ridiculous stuff I've seen on Twitter the day is the hate Almiron gets every time we have a bad yeah, result. I, I thought it was brilliant yesterday, and I looked at some of the stats because I, I say I, I don't think Robertson had a good game at all. Um, Robertson yesterday, he had sixty-seven touches. He lost possession seventeen times yesterday. That's a lot for for a Liverpool defender. Uh, he had no successful dribbles. He won one ground duel the whole game. And that, that was Almiron up against Robertson. I thought Almiron had a great game. And as I say, he forced that great save out of uh, Alisson, hit, hit the post, and, and there was another chance he, he should have done better with. But I thought he had a good game. Um, and he's always seems to be the scapegoat for Newcastle fans. He's the one that people think we should be upgrading. And possibly that's the case. But I'm seeing people on Twitter saying, we missed San Maximin yesterday. Yeah. Despite the fact Anthony Gordon was our better, the best player we had in attacking positions, in exactly yeah, the, same the same people who were slagging Gordon off when we signed him at Christmas. Yeah, I mean, like Gordon done exactly the same as Alan San Maximan done for the game, but he scored a goal which San Maximan probably wouldn't have done. He put mm-hmm. it wide. Um, um, so, having said all that, uh, like we can't go on about this forever because we've got all that stuff to get to. Um, 
But also, I thought Liverpool did in the second half what they had to do, and they did it really well. They had a plan, which is one thing. And then they needed to carry a bit of luck, but then they needed to execute. And they did all of those. Darwin Nunes, two outstanding finishes bars. He's an absolute top quality player. He's absolutely brilliant. Like, um, it just it's going to be a 45 goal season coming out of it. Um, no, and the no. final thing I thought was in a moment of magnanimousness, if that's a word, magnanimity, if I mean, that's not a word. Um, was wanting away and that would have been a being. Do you know what I mean? We talked about you being in the Newcastle that we ended Forest last year when you get a last minute penalty and win 2 1. And I mean, fucking hell, them not stood up there. It's hot when Van Dijk got sent off. They were getting loads. They were getting absolutely loads. And then when that second goal goes in, man, there's no feeling like it. You know, what we, on a bank holiday Sunday night in Newcastle uh, for them to get that goal, man. Fucking hell, sport. Sport, Baz. Um, one, one thing right. I consoled myself with today, Malcolm. What's that? Is, uh, thinking like you think about how it will go away and we'll forget about it. And I'll tell you when we'll forget about it. Friday, when we're in the Champions League draw, man. Yeah. And that's when we'll yeah, start. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that'll build some positivity around the place again. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, right, we'll talk about some other teams now, people. Um, DraftKings, I'll tell you first. College football fans, week one. Uh, I think week one just went down. DraftKings Sportsbook, hooking you up with a card miss offer to, the, to start the season. Uh, new customers bet $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Um, changes come fast the only thing that's a look is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook uh, life's more fun when you've been on the action download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use the code SGP new customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details state specific responsible gambling resources Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Turn that sportsbook.trackings.com slash football serial. Uh, uh, and Captain Sino here. If anyone else is in the chat, say hello. There's some people there who haven't uh, stuck their hand in the air. Um, so the rest of the weekend, Baz, hey, it was quite a good fun weekend. There was a lot of stuff going on Saturday. Late goals, like you see, all over the place. In terms of having a punt um, for my 10 picks... I only hit four out of ten, Baz, um, but returned ten point seven units for my ten. Do you take that? Do you know what I mean? Like a little bit ahead, um, and then there were some other things that didn't that, that, that would have boosted that up. Sorry, the fancy stuff. Um, my goal scorer didn't play. Foden, fucking ridiculous. Um, I told you my act is always shit before I put it out there. Waste of time. Don't listen to them. I don't know why I do them. Um, but the one one of the week hit. He got a hundred percent record, Baz. Uh, we're not counting the week where YouTube up and ruined it. This is my thing. The one one of the week is two out of two. Um, and the, the two I felt better on, I, I felt I should have done better on or I left out there really, were the Brighton game because we handicapped that to perfection, Baz. We knew it was coming, didn't we? we? Like, we knew where Brighton were, what they were in a week where all you'd seen on Twitter were, oh, Brighton, the best football team you've ever seen, is deserved to be the best manager football's ever had. Like, they're going to win every game 4 1 for the next 100 years. You're like, no, nah, they're going to get beat very soon. And they did. Um, and I, I went with cards. I don't, couldn't have been further away. What That might have been one of the most dog shit picks I've ever made. Um, so to handicap the game correctly, you handicap that team with, for the last two months in previews and all sorts. And fuck it up so bad, it was disappointing. And the other one was Newcastle because I had Newcastle to win. 
and they should have done. And even the second goal, we got the cheeky payout. Um, a little shout out for stupid bet of the week, uh, Nibs, who did our Nottingham Forest preview pre-season. Um, he was at Old Trafford, Manchester, uh, in the Nottingham Forest tent at the weekend. And he had a fiver on uh, a one e to score first and Nottingham Forest to win. So a one e scored first after two minutes. Obviously, Forrest got beat, but he got paid out because of the uh, offer where if you go 2-0 up, you get paid out as a winner. So he yeah. got paid out on the bet, even though Nottingham Forest lost 3-2. So that was 22-1. to one. Uh, So that was a nice little turn up for Nibs. So if you go 2-0 up and lose 3-2, you need a little safety net. And Nibs got his with a 22-1 to one winner. Uh, so that was my weekend, Baz. How did yours? How did you fare? Uh, I've done pretty good. Ten, ten picks, um, six winners from ten. Uh, but some plus price ones in there. I also had the 1-1 one, one in the Wolves game. I got my score up and I got my underdog up. Um, so a really, really solid week for me. I think um, the 1-1 one, one was at 6-1. to one. Wolves were at just over 2-1. to one. Got Diaby at 5-2 to two for a scorer. Uh, and as I say, my picks overall, 6-4. and four. Felt a bit hard done by with... Uh, the, what game? I had Newcastle over one and a half in the Newcastle game as a loser. Arsenal to score three or more. I thought mm. we've had a better chance. I, I felt a bit bad. A couple of trends I've picked up though, Malcolm, uh, over the okay, three weeks. Me. Um, Friday night games. I am three for three. Yeah. 100%. Three winning picks and I've had two scorer picks on a Friday night and both of them have won. So five from five in total on the uh, Friday night stuff. So keep listening when there's a Friday night game. I'm doing good with us. And then... Um, Scorer picks, I'm unbeaten now. I, I had Kane in the first week. Um, he was a push because he didn't play. Oh, he didn't play. No, no, yeah, he didn't. He left. I think he hadn't played the first game. Uh, and then I had uh, Wanyi and Diaby this week. So doing all right on my scorers as well. Underdogs are doing quite well. Uh, and overall, I think it seems to be the 3 p.m. Saturday games between us, Mal. We seem to have a good little... Yeah, that's my zone. I'm shite everywhere else. Stuff around it. The Sunday, it's always a bit hit and miss. Uh, so Saturday at 3 p.m. seems to be <laughs> sitting there. Like, I think all three weeks we've been sitting there. Second half, looking at a potential sweeper. I mean, I think... I mean, I, I faded Man United. I took Forrest on the handicap, plus one and a half. That came in. I took Brentford Palace unders and 1-1. One, one. That came in. Took Wolves to win. Took unders in that game. Win. They were all... These were all three o'clock games. Uh, the only three o'clock game I didn't get was the Arsenal over two and a half. Otherwise, I would have swept those games and that would have been a, a nice afternoon all in. But um, yeah, good good week for me. Really good week. Happy with it. Yeah, good effort. Yeah, see, it wasn't as spectacular as the other two, but uh, stayed ahead and, and had some nice touches. Um, I mean, Man United 2-0 down after four minutes. Absolute channels. I think they, they got away with it. Um, they're still unbackable. You wouldn't go into next weekend under any faith that they can do anything. I still don't know what they're trying to achieve. We've said before, like, that, you know, you can see where Chelsea are building. You can see what Arsenal are trying to do. Even yesterday, you could see whatever we were trying to do. I still don't get what Man United are trying to do. Um, I think the penalty in the red card were probably right, Baz. Like, 80-20. Like, if that happens up here, both of those, you would be screaming for them. And you said you don't think it's a penalty, but I think it is. It's a dive. I don't think it touches them. No, definitely touches him. That's not in question. Doesn't touch him. It's he does dive. though, did he? It's a dive, and he was all before he touched. It. He didn't. All right, well, he, he did, well, he did touch him a minute ago. Rashford dived. 
He didn't. I've just told he didn't, you. He didn't touch him. Don't be talking shit, man. But it was he did a dive. touch him, didn't he? It was a dive. I'm not going to keep going on like this. Yeah, we could do this for an hour, but we have listening <laughs> for anybody. But it was a dive from Rashford. Um, absolutely. Fedrod wants to put a uh, dive or touched him. He definitely touched him. Uh, right. So we'll leave that there because you were talking bollocks. Um, Arsenal, flaky, as we kind of predicted. Alan Ramsdale keeps score like a four year old, as we very well knew. Um, so, yeah, what did you make of any of that? I said the Arsenal game frustrated me a bit. I took Arsenal to score three or more, but I did in my analysis of the game, I said I was really, really tempted with Fulham plus one and a half, same as yeah. I did with Forrest in the Man United game. Yeah. Just because Arsenal had been, they hadn't been blowing anyone away in the first two games. They said that, you know, they'd won both of them by a single goal. Um, and against teams where, you know, they haven't come across anyone decent yet, have they? Um so yeah, really frustrated with myself because that was the thing that stood out first of all. And then I talked myself into the Arsenal goals for all the reasons you you mentioned on the, that show about you know how many they did score at home against teams like this. But yeah, uh, there's there's question marks over Arsenal still at the moment. I think uh, Havertz is starting to get some grief already. Yes, that's good. Fans of Arsenal fans of other clubs. I, I mean, I thought. Havertz had to leave Chelsea and it might have been a good move for him, but I, the, the jury was always out. And it's one of them moves where if he doesn't find form quickly, it'll go very much the way it did at Chelsea and he'll just spiral into a nothing player there. Um, Arteta seems determined to piss about as well. We've sort the, of, the defensive situation's ridiculous, isn't it? Party playing he's right do, back. He's doing the right back who comes into midfield thing, which Man City... And I know nothing ever changes by staying the same. You have to do that. You have to tune your players and you have to press and go, I said about Newcastle, I don't want Newcastle to change when we talk to Gravesy about them going three at the back and stuff like that. Because what we've done is right. But equally, you can make it easier to play against. I've seen people say today that, that Liverpool yesterday, it worked Bruno out. Bruno's been less effective if you let him do this. And I didn't really ask reading it because it was all tactical word salad. Um, but that maybe Arsenal, I've had to try some stuff um, but I just don't really get it and it hasn't quite worked. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? As I say, I, I, the, the, one thing I'd said in the um, the preview show for Arsenal beforehand was a big key for their success last year was that trio in the middle of Xhaka, Party, and Odegaard. And they've let Xhaka go. You know, they've replaced him with Declan Rice, all well and good. Yeah. But then they've moved Party out of there and, and put him in at right back and just it just doesn't seem to work. I, I, I don't get it. I don't know. But I'm sure he'll change back soon enough. But yeah, jury's still out on Arsenal. Serials, um, if anyone's made the tit list. Um, well, I'm going to come on to that, Baz. I have got a tit list uh, chat chat to come. Uh, Nick, it's just, hello, Nick. How are you doing? <laughs> Saying well done for taking it on the chin. It wasn't easy, Nick. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of what I was thinking about the last 24 hours has been what you're going to come on the show and say, you see, you can't <laughs> sit here and laugh your cock off when other teams are getting beat the whole time and then not when you do it. Um, so, uh, it's one of those. Uh, Brighton, Baz, we absolutely nailed the handicap. The overreaction to them was wild. Um, so, what people were doing, were looking at Brighton on one game and then deciding that's what they were. What Brighton are, is this three-game sample, which is win 4-1, win 4-1, get done in at home. It's and exactly then a various combination of all that stuff. So that three games 
That's what Brighton are. There you go. That's what Brighton will give you. Not that before one every week. Exactly what I've wrote down here. I wrote down, I thought West Ham were good. You, you know, we've definitely, you know, got to move them up the, uh, the... I was thinking, you know, how the NFL have the power rankings. Yeah, um, yeah. When we had our projected league tables at the start of the season, West Ham would be one that are moving up the rankings. Because, well, we knew we'll uh, get one. We'll get one here. Baz next to Keegan. You know, yeah, one of them league ladders. We'll get a league yeah. ladders thing. I'll get the Burn to make one this week. That's what we'll do. Yeah, so, I mean... I. We both said in the build-up, didn't we? We said Brighton would were just being built up too much. Uh, the bookies has gone a bit far with the prices. I took West Ham on the double chance. Um, I wasn't bold enough to take them out, right? I wish I had been because they were a great Should have just taken one bet, Baz, really. Yeah, I know. But um, I'll continue to oppose Brighton in, in spots like this where they are short, yep. so short-priced. They are great at times. They go on these runs where they catch everyone's attention and everyone gets really excited. But they're capable of this result. We're... We've seen it over and over again. Towards the end of last season, they lost 3-1 to Forest. They lost 4-1 to Newcastle, 5-1 to Everton. So if you put Brighton up at 1-3 against mid-table opposition again, I'll oppose them again. And I might be right, I might be wrong, but over yeah. time, I'll, I'll get more right at, at the prices and, and make money out of it. Because they, they are, as you, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head, they, they'll score loads of goals, they'll win 3-1s, 4-1s, and then they'll throw in a daft one like this, which people will say, oh, I didn't see that coming. But sometimes you can see it coming if you just look a little bit further or, or look at what's happened before. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah West, West Ham have been good. Yeah. Good luck handicapping Brighton v Newcastle next week because that could be 5-0, 0-5, or anything <laughs> in between. Sydney, right now, I have got... You might as well just put the bets in a hat and pull one out. No idea, Barry. Absolutely no idea what to do on that. I mean, is it early in sync? What would you say? It's fucking wild. Um, I'm, I'm Newcastle. We we do all right against Brighton, don't we? Yeah, all right, fair enough. I think I'm gonna. I haven't looked at it yet, Malcolm. Um, the final that. thing, the final team to look at, Baz. Just will make us feel a little bit better, Baz. You know, uh, it's little victories, isn't it? Uh, Everton. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, I'll cover Everton again soon. We've got them in EFL Cup action. There might be some some positive news there. I don't know. You you've probably gone uh, against them. We'll see. Um, yeah, they they lost. We both tipped Wolves. Uh, I tipped the unders, and yeah, it was just never ever in any doubt at all. Uh, so I took the unders and I, and I took Wolves in that one. Should have doubled the two of them up really, and uh, and pushed that up a little bit. They continue to create chances, Malcolm. And they just can't take them. I mean, Unanas was the the tiniest offside margin you can have on it. Yeah, that was that was that was narrow. The um, the save is it saw in goal for Wolves. Yeah, outstanding yeah, yeah. save. Yeah, that was a great one. save. Um, I mean, that was absolutely amazing. So that, it's one of them where they are not getting the rub of the green on all of the sort of marginal calls and marginal decisions and things. Uh, nothing's going their way. And that's what happens when you're down that end and things aren't going well. Um, th- these things seem to happen to you. Um, yeah. What I've got written down, Baz. The worrying thing is, Malcolm, they had an easy run. They had an easy start of the season. Yeah, yeah. Fixtures-wise, when we had Dave on to talk Everton in, in the preview show, it was a five or six-game streak at the beginning of the season where you thought, this could help them because they've got a really, really favourable start. They're now three games in and haven't scored a goal, haven't got a point. Massive concerns there for Everton. Um, my note here, Baz, is why is Jordan Pickford always in the goal? 
Like, <laughs> what's he doing in there? Well, you don't see any other goal. He's in the goal. He made one brilliant save in the second half from in the goal, and he sort of got down with his hand. It was right on the line, and he made the save. And then in the, they've got the big Austrian lad who scored. I can't even remember his name. Disrespectful. Something itch. But anyway, big six foot seven Austrian. Cross comes in. He's about four yards out. So Pickford obviously doesn't fancy the cross. The bloke comes off his shoulder, actually. And then Pickford's trying to save it from in the goal. He's in the goal again. And do you know, like the Florian Lejeune thing for us a couple of years ago? Pickford's in the... What, get yeah. out of the goal, like. That, I don't get it. It's fucking ridiculous. Someone should tell him I'm not a goalkeeping coach. So, Jordan, day one, get out of the goal. Go and stand four yards out. Like, get out. That's where the ball goes, not where you go. Stupid man. Uh, any thoughts on that, Pat? Uh, yeah, Jordan. He's just he's only got little arms, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he has only got little arms, but that should be more reason to not be in the goal. Like, would be my opinion. Um, Luke Maya, 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 uh, in the chat. New name on me. I don't know if you know Luke, but uh, uh, know Luke. Good, good to see a new name. Yes, hello, mate. Well done. So, yeah, uh, yeah, nice to see some new faces. Hope you picked a couple of winners, Luke. Um, Captain Sainos uh, mentioned the quadruple corduroy, which I controversially that was debuted awful. yesterday. Absolutely you awful. Um, well, I enjoyed it, Buzz. It was uh, so asking if I'm going to go with that. I'm going to double down. It's quadruple corduroy next time. I'm going to have to find some corduroy shoes, corduroy t-shirt, or corduroy underpants. They're the only things I had on that weren't. Oh, socks maybe corduroy socks. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that. Right, okay, we've got some picks. I'm going to do, we're going to attack the lifestyle stuff next door, Baz, because uh, I've got some things. Um, I'll tell you, underdog fantasy first. Um, but fantasy football, right around the corner. August is almost over. We've got the guillotine league tomorrow, Baz, actually. You might have to do that. Two o'clock in the morning, you all right? Um, get championship ready for your home league by trying our best ball on underdog fantasy. Uh, it's a snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Set it and forget it. Underdog will do the rest. Um, best ball mania on Underdog. It's got the largest fantasy payout. Uh, $15 million of total prizes, including an absurd $3 million score to the winner. The time is now the last day to draft your fantasy football team is September the 7th. So visit underdogfantasy.com. Find them in the App Store. Sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up. Up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And don't forget the Patreon store, the SGP Patreon. Um, you've got the NFL Win Totals Contest, got a $1,000 first prize. The Patreon Pick'em um, is all week one college football. It's a great way to support the network. Join at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, right, lifestyle, Baz. He has some things. The pub yesterday. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It might be Bar 52. Do you know it? It's on 55 degrees north roundabout, that one. It used to be yeah. just called 55 degrees, isn't it? Next yeah. door to the Purple Peacock. Anyway, yeah. so I got in there quite early, about half past one. So there's two things that annoyed us. Uh, it's quite a big bar. It was probably, there was one looked like a stag to it. You know, when you, you see the stag to going home on Sunday, you know, they're all waiting for their train and they're all knackered and hung over. So there's about 10 of them at one table. And then there was like three other blokes just stood around. 
fucking 50 tables, you all with a bit of paper on like that, Baz, reserved from 2.30 till 6 p.m. Jones. Reserved from 3.15 until 7 p.m. Smith. So it's a pub, Baz. Not a Michelin-starred restaurant, what we're doing here. So there's me and three blokes stood in an empty bar because all the tables are reserved. Fucking ridiculous. So no. And then the second thing, it then got busy. I got quite busy, actually. Um, a queue at the bar, like an actual queuing system. So yeah. it's not a very big bar. So there's, there's five or six servers on, five or six people serving drinks, and then one queue. Fucking now, to me... Being in the pub, being in the going to the bar is a skill, isn't it? It's something you learn over 40 years. Like you hone your skill. It's like it, you should be able to do it at university or night classes. You should be able to go. Like if you say, if there's three of us in the bar, me, you, and Cereal are sitting at the bar, say, right, I'll go at the bar. You know, I could be back in three minutes. You know, I might be 18 minutes or anywhere in between, depending on your level of skill and. You, how your luck catches you. As gamblers, there's no bigger gamble, Baz, and more fun gamble. When you're stood behind someone directly, you're second in, and you're trying to gamble on which shoulder they're going to turn out from, so they get their three pints, and is he going to go left or is he going to go right? Because if he go, if you get on his left shoulder and he turns right, you're in, you're fucking in. However, if you get right and he goes that way, the bloke next to you's in, and you're still stood. I mean, that's as near... Uh, Big in a bullfighter as we ever get, Baz, that sort of little thing. Um, and all of that shit was taken away. Tiger come in the bar about halfway through the second half of the Man City game. He was still stood there five minutes after the final whistle. And the, the third reason why, there was loads of women in there, which is fine. Absolutely fine. Go to the pub, have a lovely time. It was Bank Holiday. Bank Holiday's in Newcastle, a famous drunken weekend. There was loads of birds out, Baz. So loads of them in the queue. But they just get themselves a drink. At no point has Rachel ever said, I tell you what, what do you want? Lasses, I'll get them in five pints. Like, Rachel's not got the bottle, but Rachel's got to get herself a drink, and Lisa's got a drink, and then Amanda goes and gets it. They all come back with one glass of Prosecco each. Like, get the round in. Like, so, yeah, I was furious with all of that, Baz. Um, any thoughts? Uh, the table reserve thing is definitely a London trend. I've been around London before on a Saturday night. Same situation. You go in an empty bar and every table is reserved from 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock and you can't have a seat because somebody will be coming in the next hour, possibly. Uh, probably won't because they've probably reserved the table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's garbage. I'm not queuing at the bar either. We had a bit of that at Wembley the other week when I was down for the Community Shield, um, but it was a longer bar. There was sort of five barmen and five queues coming off. And again, I didn't... That's not normal behaviour, that. Um, and, yeah. Hard there. Uh, I can understand why you'd be annoyed, Malcolm. Just don't go back there. And possible for the tit list, Baz. Um, I can't put Jurgen Klopp on because it would look like sour grapes. Yeah, if I thought we won exactly, that game. Exactly. Is that how you feel? Yeah. Uh, I thought the same. I thought it just looks like sour grapes. But he was an absolute tit all game yesterday. I said to you, the, the new rules about clamping down on tittish behaviour in the technical area didn't <laughs> exist yesterday because he got away with everything. And then the new rules about adding loads of time on at the end of games didn't exist yesterday. No, not yesterday. Uh, where we got four minutes in the first half, five in the second. I mean, the first half, it took Van Dyke about fucking four minutes to realise he had to leave the pitch um, on himself. But, but yeah, but yeah, I agree. Don't want it to look like sour grapes. 
Klopp yeah. has avoided it for one more week. And uh, someone asked my nomination, Baz, is... It hasn't. No, not yet. I didn't really watch that game, so he didn't get on my radar much. Um, would be Mike Dean, Baz. So Mike Dean, the referee, uh, from who's now retired, so he's now doing some telly stuff. Um, we admitted last year that he didn't send... It was the hair pull. Someone pulled Cucurella. Cucurella's hair. It was Romero on Cucurella, wasn't it? Yeah, Tottenham-Chelsea. But he saw it and he didn't send the referee over because the referee, he felt a bit sorry for him. The referee had a bit of a tri- tricky game. He said, he's been mate. I didn't want to cause him any more trouble. Um, so I just didn't bother sending him over. Um, which in itself, that was a ridiculous thing to say because that's not really why the, the Premier League doesn't exist for you to decide what you want to do by your mate. However, he then comes on telly at the weekend and they ask him to explain himself. And he's explaining himself like he's doing you a favour. Like, we should all be grateful to him for explaining himself. We should all say, I'll tell you what, Mike, what a great bloke you are. What an honest, lovely man. So they would say, what happened, Mike? And he, he said, well, listen, I hold my hands up. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. But, you know, the book stops for me. I hold my hands up. So, all right, Mike, but why did you do it? Hey, listen, I've said it was a mistake. I've said it was my fault. I understand that. All right, Mike, but why did you do it? And he said, the, the biggest problem I used was I used the word mate. And what I meant was my work colleague. Like you might say to me, uh, like Captain Seen was my mate, but I've never socialised with him. I've never been out with his wife and my wife for dinner. But you just say, oh, my mate's down the pub. He said, I just used the wrong word. So that's probably why it's got all this press coverage. Okay, Mike, but why did you do it? He never, it was just fucking word salad. He never, ever answered the question. Like, but you could tell he thought we should have been piping him off for coming out and saying, like, oh, well done, Mike. Thanks for coming out and being such a lovely geezer about it. It was absolutely horrendous. Um, and Nick said it's Mike Dean's world. We all just live in it. Um, I mean, fucking hell, man. Uh, yeah, so he's, bad. He's, Mike he's Dean on the tit list? You can stick him on the tit list. I think we'll, yeah. we'll <laughs> come up with a strong tit list at some point. But number one is... Uh, but it's right. I can't day. believe we've made it to week three and a half, Baz. Uh, we're, we're going very soft. Um, we're going too soft. We've been very stoic. Uh, we're both itching to get Arteta and Klopp on. Yeah, yeah Arteta and Klopp. <laughs> if you taken the, if I'd given you the over under of three weeks, you'd have smashed the under, wouldn't you? No, Absolutely smashed long. the under. Yeah, for now that they're off. Uh, they're fine. All right, okay. Um, I've got two other lifestyle things to talk about, Baz, but it's forty-three minutes, and we really need to get this. Let's make some picks. Um, right, the AFL Cup is on Tuesday and Wednesday. Round two, uh, we have all the lower league teams, the championship um, league one, league two teams that survived round one. And we have the Premier League teams who aren't in Europe. So 13 Premier League teams, I think, maybe 12. Something like that. Um, so there's quite a lot of good games, Baz. Uh, games are on, like I say, majority on Tuesday night. Um, and there's a, how many? One, two, three, four, five. Five on Wednesday, but there's a dozen or more um, on Tuesday. I've picked three, Barry. I think you picked four. We don't know. Um, we know we've got the same. We've picked one game the same. But other than that, um, you, do you want to lead us off, Baz? What you got? Yeah, I think we might have two games the same, but we didn't. Uh, okay, didn't consult on it, did we? We just both went out and picked our picks for the AFL Cup. So if they are the same, it'll be interesting to see if we've gone the right way. But I kicked off with Swansea v Bournemouth. 
Bournemouth have been a little bit disappointing so far, sitting on just one point from the first three games. They'll be a bit disappointed with that. But they have had a tricky set of fixtures. They started off with West Ham, got a draw there. And then it's been Liverpool and Spurs. Um, so they've only got one point, but they played three teams who are unbeaten at this stage. So um, things aren't necessarily all doom and gloom. Um, they come into an away game here against the championship opponents, which you normally think might be a tricky spot for a, a Premier League team. But maybe not here. I think Swansea haven't had a great start either. They, they finished last season really, really strongly. They were on a nine-game unbeaten streak at the end of the season. But they lost Russell Martin, their manager, to Southampton. It took quite a while for that deal to be done. I think they were in limbo for quite a while over the summer. It took a while to get Mike Duff to come in. Um, and they've started winless in four games. They've got two draws and two defeats. So they're not in great form themselves. And I think this could be a good spot for Bournemouth to get a bit of a morale-boosting result, kick-start the season here. And I can get Bournemouth at plus money, 13 to 10, plus 130. It's a price I like. So that, the pick for me, first pick, is Bournemouth to beat Swansea at 13 to 10, plus 110. Yeah, they sold um, Joel Pirro to Leeds as well. The Peruvian kid was... Uh... He was their best striker. Harrison Ashby scored a great goal for, for Swansea at the weekend. Um, like, yeah, I mean, you get, there's just loads of lively dogs in this. They, it, there's no extra time to go straight to penalties. There 100% will be three or four shocks. Um, big price dogs win in this, in this round. But you've just got to try and fetch him out. Team news is key. Um, have a look at the team news because some, historically... Going back four or five years, Premier League teams would change everybody, and sometimes even championship teams. And it's, it doesn't happen so much now. A lot of teams will roll out their, their strongest team. My first pick, Baz, it's all championship. It's Bristol City against Norwich. Um, it's tight on the books, just over six to four, Bristol City. Um, a little bit bigger than that, Norwich, and, and the draws plus 250. And my bet's going to be the Norwich team total, Baz. Norwich have absolutely thrown out the traps this season. Um They've scored 13 in four games. Um, they've scored two, and that's not like one 7 0 hunting. They've scored two, four, three, and four. Um, two away games in the league, Baz. They've scored four goals in each. It's just a really good habit to be in that. Um, so, the, the, and I couldn't believe the price, Baz. The Norwich team total over one and a half goals is 11 to eight plus 137 uh, for a team who played two, like I say, two games and scored four in each. Um, Bristol City, you know, bang average, they're just a middle-of-the-table championship team. The two home games, 1-1 uh, draw with Preston, and lost 2-0 at home to Birmingham, who were going well. Um, like I say, the, the the habit that Norwich have got at the moment, I don't see why they won't keep scoring goals. Um, and it was an incredible price. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take the Norwich team total over one and a half. It's 11-8, plus 137, but yeah, I like the sound of that one, Malcolm. Yes. Um, Definitely one I'll have a look at. Next up for me was Bolton v Middlesbrough. I don't know. Did you pick this game as well? No. No? Oh, that's good. Uh, we've only got one similar then. So, yeah, two teams contrasting fortunes here. Middlesbrough sitting on just one point in four games. We tipped them. Both tipped them to win the championship, Malcolm. Uh, they haven't got that off to a good start. Four games, they've conceded nine yeah, goals in four games <laughs> as well. Um Bolton, on the other hand, in League One, find themselves in third place on 10 points from five games, having scored 10 goals in those five games. Middlesbrough failed to keep a clean sheet. Five competitive games now. They conceded in the EFL Cup as well as in all of their four league games. It's a tricky game on the road, but I think it's one where they'll be itching to get their season up and running here. And I like the goals here. 
It's a little bit short. Over 2.5 goals. Bolton v Middlesbrough. Uh, it's a three to four around minus one thirty. Okay. Um, I'll leave the one that we've both picked, Baz, because I know we've both got an involvement in the Everton game. So um, I've got a big dog here, Baz. I've got a nine to two plus four fifty underdog pick in it. Oh shit! I can beat that. Drifted, Baz. Eleven to two. Oh, you're going to come up. You're going to nick my pick here, Malcolm. Oh, I bet you do. Right. Well, it was eleven to two. It was nine to two earlier on. Um, so something's happened in the last two hours. Uh, the pick is going to be Reading. It's all oh, Ipswich. Malcolm, man. Is that your dog? You're doing this. I've got, I've got it all. You told me you didn't have an underdog, and now did you just pulled one off. When on did I tell you that? You did. You said you yeah, had three games picked. Oh, yeah. right. So the double dog player turns out on the show, everybody. Phil, yeah, uh, Reading are 11 to 2, which home to Ipswich. Uh, the door plus 320. Ipswich around about. Six to four, shorter than that, nearly two to one on. Um, so Reading have Reading a sort of halfway up League One. Ipswich have started really well in the Championship. Um, Reading have kept clean sheets in the last two home games, albeit against Stevenage and Cheltenham, who were kind of two favourites for relegation. I think we put them both up for relegation at the start of the season. Um, they've Ipswich have won three games by one goal in the championship and then lost 4-3 at home to Leeds. And I just think Ipswich are going to prioritise the league a little bit. They haven't got a big squad. And because they've started so well, um, Ipswich, with the, everyone's kind of dark horse for promotion in this league. Um, they were sort of hanging around the 10-1, to 12-1 to mark. They were fourth or fifth favourite. And because they've started well, I think they'll, they're going to see this as an opportunity to keep going. And I do think they'll prioritise it. Um, I think if Reading defend properly, then I think they can nick it. Um, 11-2 to win the game. What was that, a sneeze, Baz? No, I've just kicked something over. All right, wow. Um, so they're 11-2 to win the game, and I'm just having a look at the qualify. They're 5-2 to qualify, and again, no extra time penalties. So if Reading can, like I say, defend properly, not go, not go wild... Um, I'd take either of those two, um, 11-2 to, to win. But now that that... I see them bigger. I think there's 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 value in the five to two for them to qualify as well. But yeah, so uh, underdog pick for me exactly the same, um, and I've got a bit more reasoning behind it as well. You know, similar no. reasons to you. I think they will prioritise the league. They'll they'll see it as a real opportunity this season because they've got off to a good start, um, and what I'd looked at was. Sort of, as you say, there'll be three or four surprises uh, underdogs who will win these games. Um, and I sort of looked at this round last season and, and some of the earlier rounds last season. So, for example, Burnley, who were flying high at this stage last year in the championship, second round, they got beat 3 0 off Shrewsbury. That's the sort of thing that happened when a team's focused on purely on the yep. league. Um, you look at Ipswich's record in this tournament. Last year, they went out in the first round to League Two Colchester in round one, so they didn't even make it this far. The year before, they went out to League Two Newport County round one again. And you actually have to go back to 2015, nine seasons ago, since Ipswich made it past the second round. They've only been wow. in the third round once in the last decade. And that's got all the hallmarks of a team who aren't going all out in cup competitions and are focused on the league. So Redden to beat Ipswich at eleven to two, plus five fifty underdog of the week here for me. 
Yeah, but I love that, Baz. You, you look at the, the history in the Cups, they don't go far in this AFL Cup. And we might be wrong this time. Um, but, you, you know, because Ipswich are probably the best team they've been for 10 years as well. You've got to factor that in. Um, but they don't have a good record. And as I say, they're, they're regularly getting beat off lower league opposition in this round and it, it, or in these early rounds of this Cup. So no reason why it can't happen again. It looks great value to me. Yeah, OK. So we're in lockstep there, Baz. Um uh, Josh Vance, hello mate, how are you doing? Josh has uh, chipped in, saying he enjoyed the tips this week. Um, so thank you very much, Josh. He says he missed We're the stream. Think... He's still got, still got time to hit the thumbs up though, Josh. Um, everybody who's in should be hitting the thumbs up and don't forget to leave the reviews still. <laughs> we're, trying to, uh, we're trying to fetch out some uh, some EFL Cup winners. Um, so, Doncaster versus Everton, Baz, I think we've both landed on. And I think we both might have the same pick here. Um, so as much as we've taken the piss out of Everton this year, it's not because, well, it is because it's funny um, and we don't like them. That's in fact, that's entirely why it is. However, Baz, we're also in the business of picking winners and I, uh, there's, there's some things here that are just mispriced and I think can give us an excellent price for it. Doncaster here is six and a half to one to win it all. The door's four to one, Everton and near sort of one to three, minus 300, that sort of mark. Now, Doncaster Rovers are 92nd in the league. There are 92 teams in the AFL. Doncaster are sitting 92nd out of all of them. Bottom of League 2. One draw and four defeats from the five games. Now, yes, Everton are shite. However, I think Sean Dykes will be fully aware that he, he can't handle another defeat. Like, he's got to try and do something. He's a bit old school as well. He'll be absolutely of the mindset. Let's get these players out there. Let's get a win. Let's score some goals. Let's breed some confidence. Um, even if he makes a change or two, I don't know how many changes they can make because they've got no players for a start. Um, even if he sticks a bench player like Mopi in, that should be enough. I think uh, Yusuf Chimiti, the new kid, apparently looked quite lively, according to some Everton fans, uh, when he came on at the weekend. So he might play to get some minutes under his belt. On the Asian handicap here, Everton minus one and a half goals is plus 105. 21 to 20. I can see Baz laughing. It looks like he's got the exact same pick. Plus money for Everton to win this by two goals or more. Um, and Everton haven't been conceding goals either, by the way. Uh, sorry, they got humped Villa. But 1-0 to Fulham, 1-0 to Wolves. Doncaster are going to find it hard to score. So if Everton can get two, and I think they probably should be good for more because I can't see Daichi's and off here. Um, yeah, plus 105, 21 to 20. Everton minus one and a half, Baz. Is that a, is that a team ride? It is indeed, yeah. I mean, for all the reasons you said, I just think it's a spot where Everton have to go out and try and breed a bit of confidence, as you say. Uh, and they are playing against, currently, the worst team in the league. They've, they've, you know, as you say, one point from five games. They've also conceded 12 goals in that time. So it's definitely a spot where I can get behind Everton. Uh, as I said before, they have been creating chances. Um, and against Premier League defences, they've struggled to put one in. But yeah, they're playing a, a League Two defence. And uh, yeah, I think minus 1.5. So the pick for me is also uh, Everton minus 1.5 on the handicap, 21 to 20 plus 105. Um, and I like my three main picks as a treble. I'd price them up with a treble. So that would be Everton to beat Doncaster, uh, over 2.5 in the Bolton Middlesbrough game, and Bournemouth to beat Swansea. And that comes in at just over 7 to 1 plus 730. So I'm quite happy with my three picks. I'll be trebling those up and then. The, the Ipswich Redden game I'll be taking Redden as an underdog um, on, on its own in that one but yeah 
Happy with those to keep me going. Yeah, for yeah, me too. Yeah. Well. Just looking down the entire card, like you see, I think uh, Gillingham look live. Away at Luton at 15-2. I would suggest uh, just going down. Another couple caught me eye there. Um, Sutton United away at Wickham at 7-2 would be a squeak. And Harrogate Town, it's home to Blackburn at uh, plus 3.75. Oh, Lincoln City at Sheffield United as well. Um one or two of those dogs is going to hit, and that's all you need if you if you're playing them all. Um, so there's lots of uh, lots of live stuff there. Um, if you do you have anything else, Buzz, that you've done? No, but before you go into your lifestyle, fantasy football, I'm just going to give a quick recap on fantasy Premier League for this week. Um, top of our league, listener league now is James Goulding, new new name at the top. So we've had a few new names in the last few weeks. So they're notable names there. We've got Aaron. Uh, up in third, he talked himself up in pre-season, so he's <laughs> living up to his own expectations at the moment. Yep. Um, yeah, John Cuthbert's in, another name I'm not aware of, but uh, yeah. Brian's not too far away. Brian McDermott sort of hit the top 20 this week, Baz, I know. Yeah, so I've done better this week. Um, my tip last week was, was a bit of an outsider, was that Gusto. Chelsea defender. Oh yes, you did well there. He, he assisted two goals for me. I got about fourteen points and so two assists in a clean sheet. So I've moved up to thirty fifth. Counting, I'm only thirty five points off top. That's that's nothing. That will make that up. Um, I need to make some moves. I've still got Gabriel can't play. Richarlison is absolute dog shit. Ezzy has done nothing. Um, <laughs> Richarlison. Oh my! I said last week he was on borrowed time, but I was prepared to give him another chance. He was absolute garbage the other day. Um, serial mention. We had We've had Spurs. Um, Spurs were all right, but I wasn't that. They were all right. I thought Charles changes nothing that was at all. And and Son was poor. I thought it was dead sloppy. Yeah. Gave away loads of misplaced passes, and um, Son still doesn't look like anywhere near the player he was before last season. Um, he cost the he yeah. cost the entire country twenty quid as well by not landing the shot on target. Lunchtime Sky Bet boost where Sky Bet pay off someone two hundred thousand pounds to not have a shot and then yeah, take yeah. ten pounds off three million fucking UK punters. Anyway, go on. Quick quick shout out for Simmers as well who listens. He was the highest game week score. Uh, he scored 71, he? 71 points this week, so that was the highest score of the week for anyone in our mini league. Uh, but it's still tight, all to play for. Keep making your changes. Keep, uh, you know, keeping on top of it. Don't think you're out of it if you're 50 points adrift at this stage because it's a, there's a long way to go in this season in the fantasy Premier I've got a green arrow, Baz, and that was my... After having nearly, having give, I've given up at 20 past three last Saturday. Um, I, re- I steeled myself and I thought, let's four or five weeks of green arrows and then we'll, we'll see if we can uh, make a charge. So I've got a green arrow... Me, me reverse fade of Rashford and Fernandez eventually scored some points because um, that dive and whatever else you're talking about. Um, right, I think that's it, Baz. We've smashed an hour when we said we weren't going to do anywhere near an hour because we knew we'd just keep talking about Newcastle. Uh, it's cathartic, Baz, is what it is. Um, when we come back on Thursday, or are we doing it Wednesday? Wednesday. 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 All right. Wednesday. I'm going to say when we come back, we'll know what the Champions League draw is, but we won't because it'll be Wednesday, but uh, what if you planned to take the day off or what? What are you doing? Champions League draw. I'll work from home Friday, Malcolm, um, and I'll have it on the TV. It's on Thursday, man. Is it Thursday? Yes. Well, I'll work from home Thursday. I thought it was it's Friday. It's Thursday. What day? It's Thursday. Is it? Then is it thirty first? I do know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, dread. Tra- I know because it's, it's payday. That's why I'm so. 
aware of, you know, I, I his, famously don't know the date at any point, yeah. apart from payday. If you ask us on payday, Baz, I'll tell you the date every time. Like, um, yeah, right. I'll, I'll work from home and I'll tune in and get, get excited for a day. And... Thank you very much, Baz. Um, I think we've talked through some issues here. We, uh, we, don't, we don't need a therapist just yet. Um, congratulations to Liverpool fans and Darwin Nunes in particular. I know he listens to the show. He's a, he's a big fan of my work. Thanks everyone who joined uh, the chat. Uh, Josh and Nick, uh, Serial and Captain Insano, uh, everybody else who was in there. Francis, uh, Luke as well. So yeah, cheers boys and girls. Thank you very much. Uh, Wednesday night then for picks. Uh, Ming and Baz will be fully healed by then and ready to go at it again. Um, he did touch him. And we'll see you down the road, cheers.